got fired from Pinkerton, but my full-time job was finding another job. Like, I felt that pressure, and, and me and Tabitha weren't even living together yet, but I was over her house so much, I wanted to contribute. I wanted to buy groceries for the house or be able to pay a bill for her and stuff. So when I lost that job, it became a full-time job for me to find another job because I just felt, I felt useless. Even though I was like making sure I was keeping the apartment clean or whatever like that, I felt useless not being able to contribute. Three brothers, no sense. I'm Tavares Ferguson, aka Ferg. Join my co-host Buff and Rozzy. And this week is just us. We're introducing part two of the Rozzy birthday weekend edition. So um, the guests that you will hear later on are no longer around us. They are off to their own lives, getting back to their own worlds. We wanted to continue the conversation. So the good thing is you get to hear more about what we were talking about. The bad thing is Rizzy's probably still going to tell a joke. So, um, Buff, Rizzy, what you guys got for me? Uh, it's a lot of pressure on this episode because, uh, you know, sequels are usually is not as, as good as the first part. But I think uh, part two, from what I remember, because that was, what, a week ago now? And, and a lot of drinking ago. Yeah, it was a lot of drinking. So I forgot all that. I, I kind of knew what was going to be on part one. I have no idea what was on part two except for one topic. So I'm going to be listening just like the rest of the listeners. Like, we said that? <laughs> so, um, that that just that goes to show how drunk we were. Yes. Like, we really don't remember what we talked about. So it, it, was, it was a good time, man. I just enjoyed What I was going to talk about, I don't think we have enough time for it. It's almost like a, it's like question worthy. But I was going to talk about the attack on critical race theory. But I'll just uh, I'll say that for another week right now. Um, I think we mentioned this last month. I think last month was Mental Awareness Month. And, you know, I, I mentioned how everybody says we've made strides, we've made progress in understanding it. But then you have something like what's happening with uh, Naomi Osaka and how she's been attacked for just not wanting to do interviews. She's just I don't I don't want to do the interviews. And people are automatically going to how much money she's made and how she should just get over it and do it. So it just once again highlights that, yeah, we have made progress, but we still have a long ways to go when it comes to understanding. It's, it also happened in the world of boxing, a young up and coming boxer. He pulled out of a bout and he like I don't think Naomi has even mentioned any uh, mental uh, issues, but he did. He was like, look, I, I can't do it right now. And people were calling him weak and a pussy and all of that. So. You know, just be mindful of what we say. I know it's easy to say we understand mental, mental health, but we got to also put some action behind. It. And so when people come out and say that they're struggling with something, try to be understanding. Yeah, definitely that, man. Definitely that. And, uh, you know, June is uh, LBGTQ uh, awareness or, or support month. So they call it Pride Month. Uh, pride month. Yeah. Uh, so. It's it's been a lot of pride parades and events happening right now. So you know, if you want to be a true ally, go out find your pride parade um, and, and go support. I'm not there yet. Just gonna let you go. I'm an ally. I can support, but um, I, I'm just letting you know that uh, I'm I'm scared. I'm gonna get hit on. So it, it's it's weird. It's it's weird. It's a weird dynamic, you know. So see, I support see. you guys. See, but I am, that, you know, you, you, you're not there yet. So that's like if you go to a women's rights uh, parade, you think you're just going to get hit on. Like you just assume that gay people are going to find you attractive. I mean, yes, I do assume gay people are going to find me attractive because I'm an attractive guy. So, you know, and I'm at a gay, gay pride parade. So it's 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 a weird dynamic that, you know, it's one of those things that you just don't put yourself in certain situations. If you're a married guy and you don't go out with a whole bunch of single folks, and, and you know, be grinding up on people and stuff like that. So I'm I'm not gonna put myself in a situation where I have to grind, do you that. You want to grind on the gay people at the, the parade? Well, yeah, no, no, I don't want to grind on the gay people at the parade. But okay, it, so it's you, not you, about you grinding it. It's, it's it's just that I don't want to put myself. I don't want to put the I guess the 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 false feelers out there. Yeah, I, I, 
I just, I don't know. I, I, I just don't <laughs> think I can do it. Uh, you just think they just hit on people more often than the, the regular no, people? No, the regular, no. Not, not regular people then. Um, straight no, I, I know, I know I'm an attractive single guy. Um, you know, I don't have my ring on no more. Maybe I put my ring on and, and go and then, you know, feel well, like a chick going into a, 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 you know, spots that she'd be like, you know, I don't want to go there because I might get hit on a lot. Like there are places that girls don't go because they feel like they're going to, you know, guys are just going to really like uh, hit on them. And so I just, I'm not ready to put myself in that situation the same way. I, I don't know if I'm feel comfortable going to a, you know, gay bar. Like I, it, it, that, that's how I feel going to that. It's like, okay, I'm, I put myself out there a little too much. So that that's even though it's a pride parade, I, I I don't know. I just what's wrong? What's wrong with a gay dude hitting on you? All you have to do is say I'm not interested. I know, I know, and I'm I'm cool with that. I'm not. I mean, I'm, yeah, but so you're, again, you're not that cool with it. I'm cool with it if it's like on a random thing, but it's like I'm not going to put myself in a situation where it may I may be misconstrued as hey, come hit on me type thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's the. I don't think that's the premise of the parade is to come hit on me. Just throwing it out there because there will be other people out there, and you just gonna you're gonna be singled out to get hit on. But hey, you know maybe you. Know. I mean, you uh-huh. know, because I'm a fun guy, I can see myself there having fun. And yes, hey, our yeah. vice president marched in one, and she she's an attractive woman. She wasn't concerned about other gay women hitting on her. Yeah, what's your concern, Riley? What's the worst that can happen? I mean, I'd march in one. That's very different than like being there. I don't know. It, it's oh, again, so you would, it's you would march in one. Okay. So, oh, so yeah, you're not, march in one. Okay. So you're not participating like in the whole activities. Like you're not. I don't want to whistle, and you're not driving down the street and doing all the you don't dancing have a, and stuff like that. You don't have a rainbow frame around your profile picture on Facebook. Right. No. 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 So that actually, it, it, it's funny that you brought that up, and I'm just joking with you, is because uh, yesterday was a. I had a day out with the kids and we went to this store in Houston and uh, outlet store and there was a transgender male. I was getting confused. Female to male is a transgender male. If they were initially male to a female, they're transgendered female. So transgender female and Scott and this female is tall, probably six two, six three, maybe even six four. Like tall, very thin. Hasn't done uh, fully, I guess, transitioned. But she had her hair, her hair. She had like a, I don't know, it's a crop top, but she had a dress on. Like, and it caught Sky's attention. And Sky's six and very limited exposure to uh, the world. And I mean, it was one of those situations where we're next in line. I look back and she's pointing. <laughs> she's pointing. And I'm like, stop pointing, Scott. And I'm like, go stand out there with, uh, go stand out there with Papa. Her, my, grand, my, my, my dad was there. and But he, he had stepped outside so she couldn't see him. So she stood there with him like, just don't point. So we go up there and she rings me up and stuff like that. And we're just having a conversation. And then actually the lady that was in the line next to me getting um, checked out, she walks by and taps the lady on the shoulder and says, happy pride month. And I, for a second, I'm like, I don't know. Am I supposed to respond? Is it, is it like, am I being like, am I put in a situation where I got to say happy pride month too? You know, now, now for what, I don't even know how to support, you know, do you, is, do you just say happy pride month? Is that for one, that's one question. You know, I mean, do do you walk up to other black people and say happy black you know his, history month? And that's what that's what I was thinking. Like, is that just going over top? Like, you know, is I don't know. And so, but I look back at Sky, and Sky is just you know how kids have that head tilt where they're just like deep in understanding and thought. And I saw every like you could tell she just wanted to ask more questions. So we go outside, and she's like, "Daddy, why did that girl look like a boy?" And so we actually had a conversation, you know, it was just I I explained to her that initially she and I made sure I kept stressing the word she initially she was born um, as a boy. But she felt that she was happier being herself as a as a girl or a woman. And that's what makes her happy. That's what makes her feel comfortable. And she still gave me that look like, Daddy, I don't get it. 
I don't, I don't get it. So I, I try to explain to her, imagine, think about all the things that make you you, all the things that you love that make you Skylar. And imagine if somebody says you could be Skylar because of certain things. How would that make you feel? It's like, that would make me feel good, Dad. So I'm like, that's the same thing with her. People, some people believe that she should have to be a, act like a boy when what makes her happy is being the girl that she feels that she is. I think she got it to a certain extent. She got it better, but it was just very interesting um, that this is becoming the norm that our kids are seeing or will see. And that I try to answer it in a, a open-minded way without overloading her, her, her brain. Mm-hmm. But, and it was funny because my dad was there with me and he was, you could just see him like, okay, I'm gonna see how you handle this. But he was like, you could tell that he was like, mm, good job, good job. And cause he, he, said he was unbothered by it doesn't, you know, he didn't even notice it. Uh, he just realized he saw the you know, behind and uh, behind her and that she was just tall and kind of had some broad shoulders. That's all he noticed. But um, I guess like you're right. You know, would you tell somebody happy Black History Month? You know, um, yeah, but I like how you say like I, it, it's it's hard to understand how to support for Pride Month. Like you know, I, I I say I won't go to a pride parade or whatever, but I, I've been to them before. So I, I really was joking when I said that. But um, I know a lot of people that that don't feel comfortable doing that or whatever and, and going and being in those circles and, and stuff like that. Um, now, again, I, I won't go to a gay club or whatever, but um, like... I, because I I don't want to put myself in that situation. Like I don't want to put my situation myself in that situation where I may be getting hit on or I'm going to be hitting on hit on a lot. And truthfully, there's no chicks there at the club. It's like eh, it, it ain't really for yeah, me. The, you know what I mean? Kids. So yeah, they could be they could be there with their gay homegirls to support it. The same way you're there with a gay homeboy supporting. I guess it's nah. I ain't feeling that one too much. I'm 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 just not. So, but that that has nothing to do with, you know, it, it's no different, I think, than I don't want to go to a mosh pit. You know what I mean? It's like I, I just ain't feeling that vibe. That that ain't my that ain't my scene. So no, you know, do them. Because I, I, I think there's a lot of folks misunderstanding, not generally or or wanting to place boundaries on type of things versus not supporting them. You know, and and so those are two different things. It's like certain things I'll I'll do, and 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 but I support you living your life. I support you living your truth and being have equal rights. I support you being able to do what you feel and everything like that. That is very very different than, yeah, I'm gonna go to a gay club where ninety percent of the fo- folks in there are probably gay men, um, or or you know, and I'm in there where. I can't, there's not a lot of chicks. There's nobody for me to hit on. Um, you know, I'm probably going to be hit on at least once or twice throughout the night. That's just very different. It's a scene that I'm not trying to put my, or, or that I'm not trying to go into. You're assuming those women that you just called chicks will want to be hit on too, Rosie. I, I know. What if, what if they're just there for a good time? Exactly. Which means that I can't hit on them, which means that, or if I do hit on them, it's, it's not, it's unexpected. And it just, it feels awkward because they, they weren't expecting to be hit on with me. So. I mean, I'm not going to a club with unless I'm going with a large group of gay friends. Like I may be able to do that where it's a large group of gay friends. and We all going out and they want to go to the gay club so they feel comfortable. Um, I may go and hang out with them because at that point, I'm probably not going there, you know, trying to hit on chicks or, or, or pull somebody. I'm going just to hang with my friends. So it's no different for me to go to any other bar. So I may be able to do that if it's a large group of gay friends that I'm, I'm riding with like that. Um but, you know, I, I don't have a large group of gay friends. I, I have one or two gay friends that are actually really close friends. But, um, you know, I, I don't see myself with three, four gay homeboys uh, and me going anywhere. Like, because I just don't hang. I don't hang like that. You know, if I'm going, y'all see how hard it was for y'all to pull me out to go hang out for a weekend. So it's just picking and choosing what time I do and who, I t- who I'm hanging with. Okay. I'm not trying to persuade you. I'm just asking. No, no, I know. So I think the listeners probably want to hear generally that. So, but anyway, man, oh, the only thing that I did have though to talk through is um, Lupin came out. 
Uh, so season two of Lupin came out. It's really, really good. It's it's a short, uh, I think it's only six episodes, so you can binge it pretty quickly. So if anybody's kind of into that gentleman thief type thing and, and how he's doing that, I will say his kick game is on point. Uh, he'd be rocking the ones the whole uh, way through. So he's got like a, a pair of ones for every outfit that he has on. So yeah, it's cool to see a French actor, a black French actor in a French show that, you know, actually still has some style to him. So it's a good, good, good little show, man. Speaking of shows and things of that nature, um, did you guys see the trailer to Space Jam? Yep, I haven't even seen it. What's What's crazier than the trailer is the comments, and to me, the level of hate that people have. Like, how can you hate on a cartoon? Like people are hating, like they hate on LeBron even in cartoon form. <laughs> like they have, like if you look at some of the comments, it was just so sad. Well, you know, we're not gonna watch it. I'm gonna just take my kids and we're gonna rent the, we're gonna re-rent the first one. And like, dude, just one, you don't have to comment, you know. But it's they felt the need to let the world know how how upset they were with LeBron playing this character. I'm like, come on, dude. It is a cartoon. This dude, you might not agree with this guy on the court, but can't knock. You can't knock everything about him. Like, it's just like you are going out of your way to hate a cartoon. LeBron's, LeBron haters are going to hate. It just is what it is. Oh, yeah, Anything it, he does. But to me, it's a, it's a whole other level of hate because there's only, there's only been other one other situation where this happened. That was Space Jam. The original Space Jam. So the second time, like, this is not like, to me, it's not like regular hate. Like, it's just like, okay, you know, they're going to hate on people. It's like, how many times have you seen people hate on a cartoon? It just, this is just like how, how deep it is. It's like, man, that's on a whole other level of hate. That you only get, I mean, maybe you have to seize opportunity because you only get the hate like this maybe once in a lifetime. So you have mm-hmm. to jump on that 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 opportunity to let people know that you hate him that much. Yeah. L Loki came out too, and it was pretty good. Anybody that didn't yeah. like it, that didn't like it, try to rewatch. I'm very interested to see where it goes. It seems like it might be one of the most interesting uh, Marvel shows so far. Is the sky's the limit on this one? Yep. What you got for us, Buff? Anything else? Uh, nah, nah. I think I'm, I'm good. I think I'm good. I, I, I stand by my Kate comments. I know we, we, we rehashed that through the uh, text thread. Yes, folks. They, they came for me on the Kate comment. And this is the only thing I'll say. I'll say this: how the saying was originally stated makes more sense because it originally goes, you can't eat your cake and have it too. But the way we say it sequentially, you can have your cake because you have it first and then you eat it. Now, if you're saying it concurrently, then no. But I think most people, when they hear that saying, they think of it as sequentially. And yes, you can have your cake and then eat it too. And I think it's just a dumb saying. That's all I got. You're being too literal. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, because you still wouldn't have the cake. It's just that simple. No, sequentially, sequence of events. You have it. Yes, you can have it, and then you eat it. So you yeah. that, then you can do both. Because it's, 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 it's called a colloquialism. You know I can't mean? say it. colloquialism. Oh, yeah, that's I thought it. you had it right. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you understand what they mean, even if they say it in in like you know concurrently or or not or or sequentially. You, you understand what they're trying to say. And it's dumb. It's all, all about intent. There's <laughs> no other reason to have cake, folks. <laughs> are you are you blessing? Well, is it a blessing to have a Rosie joke? Because one of the listeners asked for uh, Sophie back after that uh, nacho cheese. <laughs> she said, well, when is Sophie coming back? <laughs> Demarcus, I don't know. He thought he had one day. <laughs> Fam. The way he paused, <laughs> like I'm killing him with this. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So he told me another one too. I, I'm actually going to use a Demarcus joke. 
that, that's gonna be my joke for today. I don't, you yeah. know, don't try yeah. to blame it on Demarcus. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he was, you know, he's a cop or whatever, and uh, he was just telling me a whole bunch, of, like, you know, about petty larcenies and stuff like that. And uh, he was telling me about two criminals and they stole the calendar. He was like, they both got six months. That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. <laughs> What you think? <laughs> that's not that's not too bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> okay. That's clever. That was clever. 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 Brother, you redeemed yourself. If you're out there listening to Marcus, that much better. Much better. <laughs> but he said nacho cheese. Like, that was something he saw in a Kevin Hart specialist and shit. Like, like that, that, like, well, that's in every joke book since 1987. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Razi, I see you drinking the Gatorade. You been on that road machine? Uh, yesterday I did. Man, I got a sinus infection. Um, so I had to, you know, go get shots and I'm on a Z pack and all kind of other stuff. So Damn. I didn't roll, um, today and I, I probably won't cause the uh, medicine got me down, but yeah, that roll machine is real, man. That thing. It is. Whew. So Whew. I heard that it's, it's a new, a new part of the army, uh, physical fitness test, but they're looking to add that roll machine to rowing. Yeah. As an alternative, that, that probably is a, a better alternative. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That thing, uh, I, do boy. I, I do it every once in a while at the gym. The, the, the only last thing I want to say is uh, I hope you guys enjoy part two. And we are closing in on our 100th episode. So in about a month and a half, we will reach that. As listeners, man, we I know uh, us three, we've been trying to think of what we can do special for it. Listeners, if you have any suggestions, please hit us up. Let us know. We want to try to do, I don't know, something. Have, have a bunch of past guests on or do a live show. Who knows? But just let us know. True. Um, the only other thing I can say is I think we've been talking about uh, our ladies a lot and uh, our female listeners and women out there. So I think it's only fair that we, in the next few episodes, invite some of our female guests on, or our female listeners on. So what say you guys about that? Oh, I'm with it. Definitely, definitely. I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. Ladies, if oh. you want to be on the show, hit us up. Three Brothers No Sense. Um, you can hit us, uh, you can email us or just uh, DM us. Uh, let us know and uh, we'll we'll be reaching out. Razi, did you? I don't know. Never mind. I was going to ask you if you got any news for your birthday. I, d- I did not. I did not. And, um, you know, never too late, ladies. Never too late. <laughs> Throwing that out there. <laughs> Like that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good gift. That's, yeah. <laughs> very, very selfish of you young ladies. Yep. Very selfish. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a nice gift for you, man. It's yeah. so much I care. Well, fellas, it's been, it's been fun, man. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode two. People, we will see you next week. Hopefully next week we will have uh, some lovely ladies on to discuss some uh, important issues and topics and communicate and t- Go across the uh, the aisle, break bread. So let's do it. So let me ask a question, right? <laughs> I, just, I just watched some on TikTok. It was a, a roundtable discussion. So first of all, this dude was severely outnumbered. All right. So he asked the question: If I get in a relationship with you, your old dude has bought you Fendi, Gucci, Prada, Rolexes, awesome. and all this stuff, right? So, what do you lose him? Me, as a guy who can't afford that, and every time we go out, this is what you're wearing, and I tell you to give it back, it's a what? problem. What you mean, give it back? Like, hey, give him his stuff back, or don't wear it to, in front of me because it's like a slap in my face because I can't afford it. No, to you. no, no. When you met her, did she already have it? That dude's insecure. No, this is like a gift afterwards. Oh, so her ex is still dead. Right. She's still that's, 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 that's his lady. That's his lady. That's different. She's still accepting gifts. So, so she Why would she get on that nigga? So the argument she said was, first of all, I don't have to let my new dude know where I got this from. Well, yeah, you know what I'm I don't have to let him know my ex gave me this as a gift. But now you're so, lying, so why do I have to give it back? 
Why would you expect me to give this back if you can't replace it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. That's just like saying, hey, I killed this guy and I go to the uh, police station and I and I was open and honest. Since I'm open and honest, you shouldn't punish me. But that happens all the time. That's why it's rude. Yeah, that's not cool. You know, it they, they, cool. they're not. They're just, are you, everybody gets charged with a homicide. Like um, if a police officer kills somebody, they're charged with it. Are they me, convicted of it? No. Let me, let me ask you two married gentlemen here. No, it's three. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know it anyway, man. But I forgot about Windows. Right, I got my wife. I got my ring on. I ain't, ain't scoping your. No, he told me. I just met Lenny. I apologize, Mrs. Lenny. Hey, Teresa. So, but yeah, is it cool for another man to be buying your wife presents? Not absolutely. Especially expensive presents. You answer that question. No, absolutely not. All right, then. It's the same thing right here. Hell no. A resounding no. So, with that being said, he flips the scripts on her. He says, so, what you're telling me, like, okay, so you don't feel like you should give that back, right? And they was like, no, I don't feel like I should give it back. So he said, so what if my ex, like if your ex worked for Facebook and then you took the shirt and when y'all in bed together, they wear the Facebook shirt. No, oh, you got to get that back now. He was like, but you can take $100,000 gifts, but this $5 t-shirt is a hell no to that. And what's the difference? Like y'all putting a monetary value on it, but it doesn't make sense. Well, that got sentimental value. This is just a gift. But the dude's like, well, every time I look at that, it it does something to me personally. Because I can't give you that lifestyle. But he this is a let, t-shirt. He needs to leave her alone anyway. He needs to let her go. Give her back to the earth. Yeah. yeah. She's she already from the street. <laughs> hey, when I go back, she might have other good qualities. She said, uh, uh, broken niggas don't deserve no. Yeah. Who's that? One of the Cardi city B. girls. Cardi B. I don't know. It was a city girl, wasn't it? That's Cardi person. B. Same person to me. Good thing I'm not a broken nigga. Deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. But it's plenty of broke niggas game. Yeah, deserve it. Yeah, it ain't got nothing to do with it. But I mean you do need to be selective of who you lay with because you could possibly make a baby. It's because you know what I mean? other than me, because I got a vasectomy, ladies. You gotta worry about that. Shoot that shot. Kobe. You get what he did? You get what he did? Shoot that shot. Exactly. Ah. 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 So what do we have for breakfast? What do we have for breakfast? Waffles? And we ate it. Mm-hmm. So we had it in '82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can't, you, you said it right. We yeah. had it. Yeah, and we had it. Right. So and we no longer have it. It's done. It's done. Yes. Yeah, well, you know what? Oh, 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 oh. But I, I, I don't really want to answer it because you niggas don't be ain't gonna be real on it. Sherman didn't want to ask this question at first because he felt like the brothers on here and the people on here want to be real. So we'll see, how, accusation. we'll see how we'll see how we'll see how to. <laughs> This is the same time you accused us today in the last 24 hours. What, what else did I accuse you of? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Dad. <laughs> but no, because he had this, these conversations offline, and especially this guy to my left, right here, Buff, gets uh, extremely upset when, when we hear these type uh, statements from females. And it's mostly about a man taking care of them. I mean, how do you feel about that? Like some women feel feel like, and this was a new concept to me. I mean, y'all know my background. You know, I did like 17 years in prison. So a whole lot of life I missed. So coming home or right before I came home, being a kept woman was a very new kind. Con- I was like, what? Yeah, you mean keep you, keep you where? <laughs> so I mean, but what are you, what are you all's opinion on that? How do you feel about that? Like, is a man, and again, it kind of goes back. It's kind of tied into the last question we just had. Is a man supposed to take care of a woman to an extent to where she doesn't have to work? She can essentially be a housewife and. Basically, just go after her heart's desires, whether that's sitting around watching TV all day or raising kids or taking up hobbies. It's. <laughs> I was told this, bro. I was told, like, I was so told that. Is, so, the context is it was two different 
think you said something and then one of them made a they screenshot a post where the chick was like, I'm independent and can pay all my bills, but I still want to be spoiled. I'm in the spoiled. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was the that was the one I was sitting here like, what? So it's not so much that I just resent women who say they need to be taken care of, but don't boast how independent you are and then still say, but you need to splurge on me. I want to be splurged on too. I like Gucci backpacks. I like all that nice stuff. How was your Gucci bread? Yeah, I was, so I, was I, just, I said I like it. I would say I have one. You know what I mean? I you have it? On your... We don't know who that is. Oh, it's, it's, it's in your Airbnb. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, but um, it's, it's a nice Gucci backpack. I mean, it just varies from situations. Like, um, I do think in the perfect case scenario that you have one parent, one person that's working, and the other one staying home and raising doesn't have to be the man or the woman, but one. But unfortunately. We want more expensive things, cost of living is higher, so it usually forces both individuals to work. As far as a woman wanting to be taken care of and spoiled, I don't necessarily have an issue with it. I had an issue with those posts, that post, and what you, I don't know if you want to expound upon what you said. We're going to keep it 100. Okay, well, I had an issue with that because I felt like that particular situation, it should have been more patience and understanding. Patience and understanding about what? As far as waiting for him who just came home from doing okay, like, yeah, from doing 17 years, he's not overnight going to be making six figures. That's going to take time. Were you pressured to take care of her? Oh, oh first? well, we got we here now. We're here now. We're let me, let me be clear. I'm going to be 100% totally uh, honest and clear about it. She did not pressure me like, you need to be doing this right now. But she was like, this is the goal. This is where I want to be. And that was foreign. That was foreign to me. And it does add, even, even if you're not pressuring me now, if you're saying in five, six years, this is where I expect to be. That's, that's pressure. That, yeah, that's pressure. And, and I'm going to tell you why. And, and hold up, hold up. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. And, uh, and also, again, and I'm, that's pressure, that's external pressure from her, the internal pressure from myself to say, okay, I'm not doing what I want uh, financially and for our household as it stands, as it is. I mean, I mean, well, y'all don't know, but y'all, y'all know me. We grew up together. So you know where I'm from. You know, you know, I'm from the hood. I come from modest upbringings. I don't have to, you know, live, you know, on the his, his, on a skyscraper, skyscraper, a condo, all this other stuff. So to be living there to where even if I contributed, if I contributed my entire paycheck towards the rent back then at this, at this point in time, it's going to be a fraction of what the rent is. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I can't even contribute here. Where if we live somewhere that was more modest, then if I was, if I were to contribute that paycheck towards the rent or the other bills, it's at least going to have a bigger impact. But this is outside of where you want to be. So to me, it's like, okay, this is pressure. And, and, it, and it is pressure that I'm placing on myself because she ain't saying you need to do this right now. You need to do that right now. But the circumstances to where, okay, this is where I want to be. This is where I'm comfortable it created that dynamic in that circumstance. And, 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 you know, and I'm speaking this now, I didn't understand that then. I didn't understand what was going on, why I was so unhappy, why it was all these issues. It actually took me actually, you know, making some career advances and some leaps to where I'm a lot closer to where I want to be now. And then looking back and saying, hey, I can contribute because I'm doing it on my own now. I'm, uh, you know, I'm single. I'm by myself. I'm paying all these bills. You know, I got money in the bank. You know, credit great. All this other stuff now, and it's like, okay, I feel like it's different now versus then. It was like, why am I so? Hold on. So you're not with her anymore. No, we're divorced. Okay, I want to get right back to you, but I want to set it up. Okay. How long did it take you, Rosie, in the in the workforce? to make enough money to sustain a full household. How long were, how many years were you in the workforce doing that? Uh, about eight, eight right. nine. And you have a college degree, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have Do you have anything, do you have uh, a degree higher than a bachelor's degree? Yeah, I got a master's. All right, so after your master's degree, it took you eight years, right? Yeah. Third, after college, you have a, a bachelor's degree, 
Yeah, military experience. Raji has military experience. How long did it take you to make enough money to make to sustain Probably a full house? Ten years, about ten years after I graduated, at least 10, ten, twelve years. Ten years in the force, right? Both. I'm, Same. Wow. Well, around between what Rozzy and Fur got, eight, yeah. nine, ten years. Okay, so here you are, seventeen years in the penitentiary. You get out, and you feeling pressure within one to six years to take care of a whole household. That's an unrealistic expectation. Not saying that it can't be done, but it's really unrealistic. So, women. I want y'all to hear this from a man. These are all men in this room. We ain't influencing nobody. That is something that's kind of unrealistic. And it's like an outlier. It's a very small percentage of us that can actually do that. I did it, nigga. Hold on. Mind you. Two years. Hold on. <laughs> but he let go of the baggage, though. Oh, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. For real, though. He had to do it for himself. Right, but he did it. But he had to. But this is the reason a lot of men wait to get married anyway because they feel exactly like feel like. And so you brought up when you first asked the question. I'm thinking support, and based off of your your scenario, there's a difference in supporting and keeping up a woman because you just said she had. If you would have stayed here, like thank you, me and Z moving together circa 2010. Nigga, I would, y'all know how I was into it. Hard times. But it eventually got to the point a year later, two years later, I could support our lifestyle. If Z didn't work, I could support. It would be tough. I might have to pick up an Uber, but I could support our lifestyle. The lifestyle that Z is accustomed to now, it takes everything I do to keep up that lifestyle. And so when your, your wife was on this lifestyle that she wanted to keep, and you can't keep up with it, that's 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 an unfair expectation. Do you love me for me, or you love me for the ability to keep up my lifestyle? I feel like men, a man that truly wants to be able to lead his household. We were talking about this the other day. You have to be able to manage that household, and to manage that household like you manage any other thing, that means you take a certain level of responsibility. You just got into management. And you're talking about like you got to make calls for your people. Like at the end of the day, the G don't give a fire to make a call. It's certain. Did you hit your numbers? Absolutely. So in my marriage, in my marriage is the same thing. It goes back to the when we were talking about having a final say. Z runs our household. I, I travel for work. Z runs our household. She has no. He's been in my house. He's been in my house. He's seeing me and my wife interact. He laughs. He laughs at like that. Z runs our house because I have faith in her that she can do what needs to be done. So. I, I, I'm not even so allowed. I trust her to make sure those things. So, um, like, I, I, Z runs our house. I take all the responsibility. Because the thing about it is, if I lose my job tomorrow, if I can't support her, they ain't looking at Z ain't worked in two and a half years. They ain't like, damn, what the fuck did he do? He spent all that money. I will say this, right. I can definitely understand what he's saying about putting that pressure on yourself. I felt that as a young man, like in my late teens, uh, I got fired from uh, Pinkerton. <laughs> I got fired from Pinkerton, but my full-time job was finding another job. Like I felt that pressure and, and me and Tabitha weren't even living together yet, but I was over her house so much. I wanted to contribute. I wanted to buy groceries for the house or be able to pay a bill for her and stuff. So when I lost that job, it became a full-time job for me to find another job because I just felt I felt useless, even though I was like making sure I was keeping the apartment clean or whatever like that. I felt useless not being able to contribute. And it's not like she ever said, you eat over here, but you ain't bringing up. She never said, she never made me feel that way. But as a man, you you create that demand on your own self, and so I knew exactly what so you're talking about. When, when, when you were with, without without his ex wife even putting that with that with that though, I think there's this idea of a woman being a kept woman means that she needs to be real housewives level, like super kept, getting Gucci, Prada, and all that stuff. Many like you could be you could be a kept woman on a forty five thousand dollars salary. We we might not have no box trays and no you know. 
the uh, the the bed might be on the floor. You ain't going to work. You are the house. You eating good every day or whatever. Roof over your head, so you can be kept. But it's what level of kept do you want? But if your standards are high, and do you expect me to keep up your standards? Right. So if you're coming in this penthouse. And now I, my, I'm responsible for making sure you can keep this. Think about it. It's almost like when you get divorced. They want, they don't want to disrupt her lifestyle. People are getting all this. But look, you ain't had to work for ten years. You got a ten year vacation. You go to work. Like it's just that's like the alimony. So I, I don't want my wife to ever struggle. But it's also like if you get the, my wife didn't have to work for ten years and we divorced, and now it's on me to keep that lifestyle going, and you ain't working ten years. Like look. I don't want you to have to worry about mortgage. I don't want to search, but like, it's not upon me to make sure that you're still living that if you're doing the Gucci bags and all. That's not my, that's not my work. I shouldn't have to keep up your life. Because she ain't obligated to do the things that she was doing for you. And it, but in the world we live in today, if we're together, <laughs> am I obligated to do that? Am I obligated to buy all these nice things? Once again, I think it's a simple fact. As a man, my wife should never have to face the issues that I do. Like I'm, I need to worry if mortgage isn't going to get paid. Like you helping pay the mortgage is great, but if you, if my wife came to me, if she started working again, it's like my boss, my boss is getting on my nerves. I'm stressing out. I'm losing my losing my hair. I'm having anxiety attacks. Baby, quit. We'll find another job. Like it, sh- she shouldn't have to stick it out the way I stick it out. I would take that responsibility on as a husband, but. At a certain level of support, you shouldn't have to worry about the brunt of the, the lifestyle should not be on you. Now, I want you to help and help us get ahead, but it shouldn't be you can't, you can't, you're stressed out like me because of that. And let me say this again, and I'm um, going to say it as I preface before because a lot of our listeners know, uh, you yeah. all listening, like you, you all listeners know us, and so they know my business and they know who we're talking about when we talk about my ex wife or whatever. I want to say that, uh, you know, she's a great person, always has been. And she she did everything she was supposed to do in that relationship. Like I said, as far as the pressure that I said, I felt. Now, there was, most of it was internal. Now, there was some external pressure because she did have these expectations of where she wanted things to be in, you know, the next five or six years or whatever. But... None of this conversation or discussion is meant to, yeah. you know, cast any kind of expression well, she have because she did everything. But I think you know. every person should. I think that the fact that she had expectations and voiced her expectations. Now, were they truly realistic? In the grand, it ended up being a yes. Um, but those are high. No, 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 hang on, I mean. I mean, don't lower your expectations, I guess. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, you know, they ended up being a yes. I mean, I'm not a multimillionaire. Oh. Yes. Oh, I know how. I don't know how her expectations were. Like, she, <laughs> she wanted to be a multimillionaire and sold a couple of... Uh, I mean, she believed in you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can, you can flip it like that. She's like, yeah. I know you smart. I know what you used to do and what you capable of doing. But that's another yeah. thing. Like, yeah. I would say, like, Z, that, that motherfucker now. Like, she believed... She encouraged me to just believe in myself. And, and that's what I want to get across. She was down. She was 10 toes down, yeah. always has been. Like I said, and a lot of the things that I'm expressing on this show now, I wasn't recognizing, you know, 18 no months ago. No I didn't, you know, I, I didn't understand what it was, what's, what's going on inside of me that this just isn't working, that I'm just so disconnected and so unhappy about what's going on. So to be honest, bro, you're an anomaly. Yeah, you to are. have served 17 years you are. for what, what you did and to come out and be where you're at today. There's people that can go to get a degree, work for 17 years and not be where you're at today. Yep. So, yeah. you know... I was just thinking about that. Like, your shit, <laughs> yeah, you're, I, I'm glad you have a lot, bro, just because of it. I'm like, dude, this, even when you were still there, I'm like, this nigga, he's gonna get out, he's gonna do shit. I knew. I didn't have, I didn't have a doubt about that. And you... You lived up to it. Maybe she saw it. I think that's another thing. A good woman sees things in a man that you don't see in yourself sometimes. Like, and sometimes you don't know how to take it. You, you said she was 10 toes down. Is, do you feel any type of way that you've achieved what she wanted you to achieve? But it's. Oh, absolutely. Her. Absolutely. Like, uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know, 
oh, she gone is over, F her, this, that. No, no, it's, it's not like that. Because uh, I feel like, just like I feel like I owe y'all everything for being. He's always know, said that to you. You know who you are and, you know, where you were for all these years. And of course, she wasn't there for all those years, but I, I still, a, a big part of me feels like I owe her. And, uh, you know, other, you know, since we've divorced other, you know, females or whatever that I've met, you know, stuff hasn't worked out because they, they, they kind of sense that. Let me ask you this. Did you have a, did you have to have a, a, a chance of a decompression period when you got out? No. Uh, you, got out. Oh. Uh, you got out like you was. I thought you were talking I, about the marriage. My bad. I, I'm, I'm talking about like <laughs> literally, like like adjustment period. Yeah. When, when you got out, so you just you just dove into it. I jumped right in. Like uh, I said, did you? I said, did you feel like you needed? Oh, did I need? Yeah. Did you need like a a, a, a real a, an adjustment period when you got out? I mean, looking back, probably I probably should have went and, and probably talked to spoke with people. And not so much like everybody thought, okay, oh, all the technology in the world is just gone. It wasn't that. It was more so, it was really, again, my expectations of things. Like, you know, I was a I was a GED instructor when I was uh in prison for like eight years, I was a GED instructor. There were literally people who I was teaching to read and helping get their GEDs. When I got to the halfway house, you know, I, I got I, Earn my bachelor's degree in prison or whatever. When I got to the halfway house, I was literally seeing some of these people, they could go get jobs. Because, you know, they had nonviolent drug offenses. And I couldn't get a job. And so, by the time that I got out, well, by the time I got to the halfway house or whatnot, like I said, I, I was there a month before I could find a job. And I'm seeing these other guys come in and they could just go get you. Like, this was eating me up inside. Like, And I was doing everything. I'm walking five and six miles to job interviews. And just and everything would go great until they got to the background stuff. And so, you know, so my my expectation there. And then when I went from the halfway house to home confinement, I went through the whole thing all the way over again. And this time it was two months versus a month. By the time I got to Jacksonville, it's like it's two months. I can't find a job. Nobody will hire me. This was eating me up inside. I got other people in my ear like, well, let's go get a job at Burger King. Let's go get a warehouse job. And I would do that. If, uh, if that's the last straw, but I'm going to aim for what I want and what I feel like I can do. And then, and, and I'm doing well on these interviews. I remember I'm having interviews where they calling me back for second interviews to talk about management and I ain't started a job yet. But then we get to the background and it's ghosted or whatever. This, this, brings, so, this brings up a good point. Um, I want to go to another question, man, because I think you kind of mentioned something today in what you were talking about. And even you, I think as men, I think I think I know several of us have all hit that point where we thought it was a low point. And it was a low point when a woman was involved. Like when you lost, you know, when you let were let go by the railroad, like you still had this wife and his kids and you getting out and wanting to you having this pressure from your uh inadvertent pressure from your wife, but would put more pressure on yourself internally. Like I, I know my situation if you were talking about when you got let go, like how did you guys deal with that? Like, how do you deal with that? And what was it for you? Like I said, I it was, it was a full time. I was literally waking up like each night, the night before I was looking at because Internet wasn't. I mean, it was out, but it wasn't on your phone. Uh, so I was in the uh, class, the, the ads, the work ads in the newspaper the night before looking at jobs. And then the next morning I'm going on interviews, like waking up at eight in the morning out the house by nine. It was a full-time job looking for jobs, man. I had to get a job. I could not be in her apartment. And how old were you? Still a kid, putting all that pressure on yourself. I, I know for me, it was, and I was talking about 2010. So Z graduated 2010. She graduated on a Friday. Sunday, she was in a car headed to Houston with me, and she's been with me ever since. Uh, well, we've been together ever since. She was coming up just to look for a job and kind of get a little summer break before she was really thinking about moving to Houston. And so she moved up here. When we first met, I was working with Philip Morris in Tallahassee, making decent money, nice little, house, little apartment, stuff like that. When she moved up here, I was struggling, struggling. And I remember my 30th birthday, two of my homeboys called me like, what are you doing for your birthday? And I would literally say I was at the house chilling. I got, I got nothing because I didn't have the money to take myself out, take take my lady at the time, future wife out. And 
they 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 took us out for my thirtieth birthday. You know, thirty like our friend group in thirties were like you seeing everybody traveling around the world. You know, thirty thirty like people in Dubai and everything. And I'm sitting, I can't I can't even take this girl that just moved halfway across the country out for a two for one drinks at Chili's or whatever just because I was that broke. And so December thirteenth, after Adrian and Mario took me out for my birthday, I made a pact with myself that I was going to change it for the next five in the next five years. Um. But part of that was I was going to try. I was thinking about going full time army or something. Mm-hmm. I just needed something to give me a, a boost. And I literally, you know, when he said you kept the bag. I literally almost. I think that was the closest I ever came to losing Z because I was about to send her back. Mm-hmm. I was about to send her back because as a man, and I knew she she had higher expectations than me, but she never led on to like I'm disappointed. There's a difference in having expectations, and I feel like she was never disappointed in me, and she always had faith in what I could do. But I, I literally, like, when we go home for uh, Christmas, we're going to go mobile for, mobile for Christmas, and then we're going to go to Tallahassee right after that, and you can just stay with your people in Mobile. I'm going to do my Army thing, and I'm going to send for you. Mm-hmm. That was something I built up in myself. If she would have been anybody else and accepted that, there's, I feel like there's no way we'd be together today. Like, she was like, you asked me to come up here, do what you got to do. I'm going to be here, and we'll figure it out in the end. And that's when I decided, okay, she ain't going. I can't leave her, leave her here by herself. And I started working for Enterprise, but that was one of the low moments. I I was calling y'all. I was, I was depressed, bro. Like mm-hmm. completely depressed. I felt like I was a failure all those years of college and being in the army and took all that time to graduate just to end up here. I quit a good job, making decent money. Had a little cute little chick in Tallahassee. I'm messing with. Why did I mess all this up? Bro, I feel like I made every wrong decision in the world and. Uh, if it wasn't for her, I would have been messed up. But it's also just like that pressure I put on myself as I want, a man. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to let people know that you had a woman that was with you that was riding the bus, the city bus to work. Yeah, Z was riding out. So that's important. So like that's how, and I felt, I felt so deflated because I'm working for myself. She was working um, at the mall, the Galleria, and we only had one car at the time. And so I'm driving around trying to do sales. Z would catch the bus. She had to walk to the bus stop and catch the bus to work. It wasn't that far a ride, but it was still the fact that she had to catch the bus. Like when I was in Tallahassee, I had a company car and my little Honda that I didn't drive. Like it was just sitting there. So anybody came in town to drive it. And she was catching the bus. She was working. She was working full time. She was paying the bills. So, so like I have a good month, baby, pay something. Next month I do, couldn't do anything. But it was pressure I put on myself. That um, I think as guys, it's, it's tough. You know, it can make or break us. Because like I could have, I could have lost one of the best things that ever happened to me just because of pressure. Or she she had every right to like nigga get your shit together and send for me later. It's a lot of women out there that that have that I mean they have their uh, their priorities together, meaning that. I mean, we always, I mean, we focus up on the women who want a guy that makes all this money and to take care of them and keep them up. But it's also a whole bunch of women that's really supporting a man and believing in him and wanting him to do better for himself. A lot of women that that date aspiring rappers or guys who's just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? So we have, when we say women, we have to also talk about those women too, because it, it'll, it's those women who end up getting taken care of because you will love the person and believe in the person and not what they can do for you. And then if you love that person and build up that person, then that person can build his superpowers up and take care of you and their family. And that's what you had. That's what I ended up had. That's when I found out I had. When I lost my job, I thought I was going to retire on the railroad. I was making so much money on the railroad, right? And I stopped. I let all my licenses and all my um, and, and, and all my accomplishments, my, my certifications and stuff, lapse because I didn't think I needed it anymore. I was on the railroad. I was I was secure in my job. Then next thing you know, I'm 40 years old. I don't have a job anymore, right? I'm 40 years old. I'm... I'm running out of money. I can't pay my bills. I'm getting into a depressed state. 
Like I'm depressed. I reach out to my line brothers. I'm like, yo, I'm at this uh, rehab center and I'm literally crying. And they like, and, and all y'all uh, reply back to me, bro, you know, you need anything? And I'm like, no, don't send me anything because I mean, you can send me something now and you're just going to pay my bills this month, but then I'm going to need it next month. So, you know, you might as well not send it to me now because that ain't the problem. I need to stop the bleeding. So, um, but my woman did stay by, by me and I needed that for strength because we need friends and relationships and then your wife can be your friend and, you know, that strong relationship because you need somebody to lean on and just to hold you up until you get it back together, until you can recharge your superpowers. So, for you was always a superhero. You was just trying to find where your strength was coming from. You know what I mean? And sometimes men are superheroes. Sherman is a superhero. He just needed to find his strength. He was just locked up to, and he couldn't fly. And once he was out of the cage, he's flying. So, women... When you want a man to take care of you, make sure you're picking the right man. There are certain signs that the right man does, and there are certain signs that, uh, and there are certain things that the right man absolutely won't do. You know, like if you see his underwear and he's taking time to match his underwear with his uh, with his shoes, and he wants you to see that he's matching his underwear with his shoes by showing you his butt. He ain't gonna really be flying that far or high. You know what I mean? Unless, unless he's an entertainer, right? I mean, and, and, and that 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 sphere and that circle is very small. You need to find you a man's man, somebody who's uncomfortable and stressed out by being on the couch and not having a job, who's getting up walking. You know, like, don't worry about what he got on today. Just look at what he's going to have on tomorrow. Get you a real man. Don't get no dude that's wearing Gucci and dressing better than you and not taking care of you because he's reached his apex and he's trying to take care of him and his looks. So that's all I'm saying. And he might not be able to keep you up, but he'll definitely be able to support you. I think that's the thing. Like, he might not be able to buy you Gucci, but he'll definitely be able to support you. But your lifestyle is going to be comfortable. Yeah, you'll never have to worry. Right. People people mix that, that, that flashy stuff with comfort. But, like, I can live very, very comfortably. I can go out and buy Mercedes and all this other stuff. Flex, but yeah. will I? No, because it's, it's not financially sound to me. You get what I'm saying? Even though I can afford it, why would I go buy a Tesla for $80,000 when my Hyundai looks nice, great gas mileage, and it's only $23,000? And I can call you and be like, bro, we about to go on a trip to Dubai and you got extra money because you ain't putting it on that Tesla exactly. to go to Dubai. So, so right now, you know what I mean? we can do like at the drop off now because I know everybody at this table right now know how it feels to be broke. When you can't get something on sale, that's a hurt feeling. When you got to feel like, man, I'm going to get my fucking haircut. You get what I'm saying? I went to, I went to uh, Barber College about Year and a half. You know what I'm saying? So we know what it feels like to not have. And like I tell the women that I talk to now, like, hey, I work so hard because I'll never go back to where I came from. You know what I'm saying? I came from the projects. You know, at 10 o'clock, we had to get on the ground because they were shooting. That's every night. You get what I'm saying? So I know what I'm not going back to. You know what I'm saying? So I know my work ethic is going to be here so that I don't get here. So if you have a problem with me working to maintain this, like if you can't give me a reason, not you a reason, but an alternative to maintain this, then there's really nothing that you can tell me about how I'm getting You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that goes back to if you wanna like be kept, you gotta be ready for a busy guy. He ain't gonna have a whole lot of time for you. He ain't gonna be able to spend like if if he's putting that much work in or that much effort and time into working so that he can keep you and everything. He's not gonna be as engaged with you. He's not gonna be able to come home and spend hours and hours with you. He's not gonna be able to pick up the phone and talk to you in the middle of the day and everything. Because like that was one of the things. Like Jen would be like, I'm like, look, between eight and four. 
we might be able to text at lunch, but other than that, I'm probably not gonna be able to holler at you all day. That's what Bobby Womack said. You know, I can't be in two places at one exactly, time. Exactly. You know, I had the military and everything else, so I had time. Um, <laughs> like I get off and I got to jump on conference calls for the military and everything. Drill weekends, we got to schedule vacations around drill weekends and stuff like that. I mean, so it's it's one of those things that if you're looking to be kept, if you're looking for a guy to really step up like that, you got to understand that there's going to be trade-offs in places. And what what do you want? Are you Do you want the attention more? What's your love language? Going back to that. Is time more of your love language or is it gifts? Because if time is your love language, stop looking for the guy that want to give you gifts. Because the guy that can give you gifts ain't going to have the time. He needs to be able to put the time in with you. Jody got all the time in the world. <laughs> Jody, Jody come and give her the time. Big yeah. Pokey. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he there for. Yeah, Jody. All right. Anybody else? Well, like I said, thank everybody for joining us. Let's go ahead and uh, do our parting shots, fellas. Um, once again, thank you guys. Thank everybody that, that showed up. I love you guys. Uh, you know, thank everybody for the birthday wishes. Facebook was lit up. Instagram was lit up. Um, with well wishes and happy birthdays, and I really appreciate you guys for that. So I did love you, everybody. Did you get any birthday nudes? I did not get any birthday nudes. I, 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 was, I know, right? I, I was surprised by that. I was expecting at least a couple, you know, <laughs> yeah. just random. Happy birthday, like Rosie! But it's, no, uh, nothing. Yeah. Selfish. I, I thought that was a very selfish. I, mean, I thought that was a, a thing that came with turning forty or something, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty and single. I thought you automatically get news, or news, but I mean. What do I know? Uh, Buff, what you got for us? I don't have anything, man. Uh, just once again, happy birthday. I'm also glad. I know it's all about rising, but I was very excited to see uh, homie Sherman and uh, Slim. I mean, you know, as I said on past episodes, me and Slim have been friends since kindergarten. And Sherman has literally been like uh, my blood brother. I see you. I mean, I just saw you last month. I just saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Sherman's been like a blood brother, and I, I think I haven't seen him since my mom passed. Yeah. So, I was I was excited about the trip, just seeing them two, and just surprising Rosie. And I'm glad it came together. Great house. So, good job on that, Ferg. And uh, we're just having a good time. We thank y'all for listening. And uh, before I pass it to Ferg, as, as always, you know what I'm saying? Send the link or our website to at least five of your friends. Just text it to them. You text nonsense to your friends all the time. Text them three brothers, no sense. Just say, hey, this is a podcast I listen to. Check it out. Just five friends and ask them to do the same. We we, continue, we always want to try to make the show grow. So I guess you guys got anything you want to say? Well, happy birthday, Riza, man. It's been a pleasure to uh, kick it with you this weekend. Enjoyed you guys. Uh, I'm glad y'all invited me in as a special guest. Um, I just want to say happy birthday again to Arazio. You know, follow friend. I'm, I had to be here. Absolutely had to be here. Had to be there at that door with uh, Tavares. I told him it was absolutely necessary that I fly into Birmingham to be there when uh, when we showed up at that door. I'm just happy to be here. Uh, Thank the listeners for, you know, their support to my brother's show and continue to listen. What about your uh, books, bro? Can they still find them? Oh, yeah. You can still find them uh, on all your major platforms. What, what, what books are we talking about? We're talking about the uh, the LaFleur High Sigas. We have what's, what's available right now. We've been drinking. Excuse me. Uh, uh, Andre, Brandon. Mia, and Brandon, and Brandon. Yeah. And I'm going to get back to them because there are more, there are definitely more uh, books, but as we've been talking about here, I've been working. I've been working like crazy. And, uh, you know, it's paid off. So I'm very grateful to that. I'm very thankful for that. That, uh, you know, I just don't have the time. And I have to find the time because my writing is very important to me. So I have to find the time. But, you know, I've been working and trying to strive there and get things going in my career. And, you know, things are looking up. So, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm extremely grateful. But, but look for those books on all your major platforms. Can we post a link? Yeah. Uh, we'll post a link on the podcast. On this, young Lennon, what's good with you, bro? Two minutes. All right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is Lennon Givens with the Bros Bookshelf. That's D A B R U H S Bookshelf. Uh, I have a podcast. We're going to try to uh, start taking our podcast to from podcast platform to YouTube platform. What we do is we read books and we have discussions 
based around the book and we let the book kind of guide our discussion. Uh, it was a great pleasure. Happy birthday, Rosie, uh, to be invited here. I'm here with my line brother, Ferb. Met, I finally uh, met Sherman. I heard a lot about you, actually. Slim, you know, I've met Slim at FAMU. He came, you know, I know him and met Slim over 20 years ago. Buff, uh, DeMarcus, Ferb. So it's a pleasure to be here, pleasure to be on this podcast. And I am the, the wild card on the podcast. Obviously. <laughs> you got to keep you, keep you coming and get you back. So I'm just glad everybody's here. Uh, anybody that knows me, I'm a people's person. The way I, I think I show uh, my caring is hosting. I like getting people together. I just don't plan shit. I just like to have my people I care about. Horrible at planning. Because y'all, y'all Negroes don't know what the fuck y'all want to do. Blameless. <laughs> 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 But the thing about it is, and I don't know what y'all want to do. My thing is, I love stuff like this. You know, I can sit around and talk all day with my friends and family. And this was a vision of mine to get. I love when my my two worlds, my family world and my uh, my mobile worlds collide because that's two parts of me um, that I take very seriously. Love you guys. Thank you. Rizzy, happy birthday, bro. If I didn't say it the first time, you deserve this. I felt like it was I wouldn't be a true friend if I would have let you bring in your birthday in any less style. Um, I wish we could have did more. I'm a horrible planner. If you had a better, I don't, I don't think I could be uh, that much more of a best friend, but I think I could be a, a better planner. So if your best friend was a better planner, this should be out, but uh, three brothers, no sense, man. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.